Hey guys, it's your boy Jason. Welcome back to another edition of AFK Discussions. Hey, real quick before we get into the show, I want to tell you, go check out Instagram, go check out Facebook, go check out X, go check out TikTok, because you can find us there. That's a good place to go and find us and communicate with us and tell us, you know, what do you think? If you want to hear us do some stuff on the show or just say, hey, just come say hey. That's all we want. But hey, uh, tonight is going to be a little bit different show. Ties out and fills out also. So it's just going to be me. But I got a very special guest. I have Josh from Black Diamond Guns and Gear. And also he has a podcast called 76 Tuesday. So check it out. Hey, what's up, Josh? What's going on? This is your, your boy, Josh. <laughs> so, uh, Real quick, tell everybody up? where they can find you. Um, I'm on YouTube. I run Black Diamond Guns and Gear. It's a YouTube channel. Um, pretty much everywhere, but I only use pretty much YouTube and Instagram. Um, we did do a seven, six Tuesday podcast. It's slowed down a lot now, to be honest with you. And that was everywhere too. So you can go back and look, listen to all those if you want. They're on Spotify and everywhere you can find them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. I do YouTube videos and do stupid stuff on the internet. <laughs> it's always good to do stupid stuff on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> At least people, when they like to watch it anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, so we were just talking before we started here and you mentioned the agenda 3030. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And I have no clue what that was. So we, we started recording and I want you to kind of go into that because, and just inform me, cause I, I don't know. So if I've heard Brandon, you know, Brandon, I've, I've heard Brandon talk about it. Brandon was my co-host. Uh, on the seven, six Tuesday podcast, which by the way, seven, six Tuesday podcast is basically a place where you just sit and talk about normal things and guns and stuff like that. Right. Um, but he was talking about it a lot. (laughs) He was basically telling me from what I could remember is that 20, the agenda 2030, I think is the number. Um, it's basically how they want to implement the new world order by 2030. Okay. If I, if I remember correctly, and he's the one that was talking to me a lot about it. Um, but what that also, I may be getting the two mixed up in there. One where they're talking about the blue beam or something like that. Yeah. Or, Project blue beam. Yeah. Yeah. that I, I think I may be getting that mixed up with that. And so the blue beam thing was about how they're going to use uh, new technology and stuff like that to basically show that what looks like alien invasions and stuff like that will be what is taking people away, which, which would, would really be the rapture, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what that whole thing's about. So I think I have the two mixed up. 2030 is about how they want to uh, do the new world order and basically wipe a bunch of the population out by 2030. Blue beam is what I was actually thinking about. Okay. Okay. So we like, thing. so like the 2030 thing is um, kind of like what, um, a lot of people are saying like COVID was like a dry run for what's going to really happen in 2030. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically. So sorry. I got whipped from my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically 2030 is where they want to knock it down a certain size of population down to where they can basically withstand it and, and hold on to it and hold on to your, your rights and everything. And we all know that this has to take place, right? Yeah. We know that by end times and stuff like that, and by prophecies in the Bible, that stuff like this has to come to fruition. I mean, and that's why I tell people all the time that 
um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself a Republican really, even though I'm a registered Republican because you have to be registered to something to vote. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't consider myself a Republican. I don't consider myself, I'm definitely not a Democrat. Um, but what I consider myself is a constitutionalist. I'm basically straight down the middle. As long as you go by the constitution and what rights we have and you don't mess with them, that's what I stick with. And I think that, in my opinion, everybody's like, oh, Trump's going to win 2024 or whatever. I personally think that with the situation that happened in 2020, they already got away with it one time. They're going to get away with it again. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's something's going to happen, whether it be, you know, they're going to pull the the card where, uh, I can't remember what the uh, the law is where they can basically make it to where there's not an election or something like that. Mm-hmm. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I don't know the law, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So they can basically pull it to where there's not an election this year or something like that. And, and Biden can stay in power and all sorts of stuff that could possibly happen. But I honestly think that in my opinion, there was too much stuff that went on uh, to tell that the thing that the election was basically rigged in 2020, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, and I think that there's no way that they wouldn't stop to try to do that again. So I, and also I think that that has to happen in order for the new world order to begin. I think that because they're trying to push that anyway, that's what their agenda is. And you know, for the most part. And so I think that has to happen for that to happen. And I honestly don't think we're going to have a Republican quote unquote president ever again. I think that it will always go this direction because we're never on the offensive. We're always on the defensive. On, on the right side, basically. And I think that they're always on the offensive and they're going to do whatever they got to do to steal it, basically. And uh, with that being said, I think that the 2030 thing is also part of the New World Order. And I think that that also has to come into play and has to happen for the, you know, the end of the times come back, the rapture and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've heard that um, the, I think it's, like if you're in a war, I think that the the um, president can't change hands or something like that is another one of the stipulations um, that could happen. Um, but I, I'm more of a libertarian, um, yeah. and See, I, I don't really know the difference. Yeah, yeah. So libertarian um, is libertarian is more like you know, like more like the constitutionalist, or it's okay. it's not. It's kind of an in-between, you know, like you're more like liberty and justice for all kind of thing. And, you know, I, I, I don't honestly, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. So um, I don't want to sound like an idiot. You just know, you know you're not a Democrat. Yeah. You know you're probably not a Republican. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to lean more Republican, but I just I mean, I just think everything is so corrupt. And honestly, I believe that it doesn't matter who's in office. I think there's people pulling the strings behind the office that, you know. um, There's people that are still there that were there when Trump was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not, you know, I honestly think that um, it's it's definitely a puppet puppet position. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Joe Biden's a retard. Can I say that on here? Uh, sure, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> he is. I mean, he is. And honestly, back in the day, like if if you look at old old videos of, of Joe Biden back when he was a uh, what was he a senator or whatever, mm-hmm. 
back in the day, he was smart, man. Whether he did the right things or not, he, he mostly did wrong things. And he was for segregation and all this other stuff. That's the reason why we know that he's bad, right? Yeah. Um, he did a lot of bad things, but he was smart about it. And he had a mind. Now he doesn't. Whether yeah. whether it's a clone or whether it's a different person or whether it's somebody in a mask, like all that stuff could be possible. I mean, you know how makeup and stuff is today. Like it could be freaking nuts. Yeah. You could totally be somebody else, you know? So it might not even be the same person, but we know the person that's in there right now is definitely not the same. And um, I just think that I don't know where I was going with that other than the <laughs> fact that uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Man, I lost my train of thought. That's fine. Um, we were actually talking about this um, a few episodes ago. Um, so Ty didn't know anything about the um, whole like segregation thing. And um, we, we like went on and like we do this sometimes. We'll like Google something in, in the midst of a conversation to figure out. Yeah you know, facts and stuff. And even though, you know, you can't really find the facts online, but, um, you know, they did have articles with, this says that, you know, Joe Biden was, he spoke at one of the like former KKK members funerals yeah, and like there's recently actually really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, there's pictures of him with like the grand wizard of the KKK or something like back in the day and all this stuff. And, it was one of his best friends. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, and it's because he was he was all for segregation. Yeah, back in the day, he wanted to keep it like that, and that's that's the way the Democratic Party is. Like they they play it now, like they're all for the you know, I don't even know how you say that, but they're they're basically for uh, dividing and conquering for yeah. the most part. Yeah, and uh, dividing you know race toward race, and um, but. They were totally, they were for dividing it back in the day too. So there's really no difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that bothers me is it, I mean, just even like not, not race or color or anything, just like the, like a class war, like middle class, upper class, lower class. I mean, yeah. they're all about keeping um, the people dependent on the government, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um like if you, you know, they want you dependent on them so they can control you pretty much, you know, yeah. like if, you know, they want you to, um, it's almost like, uh, is it Marxism or is it Marxism or, um, I don't know, I'm not that smart. Huh? I'm not, You're that, not smart. that smart. <laughs> um, or, uh, gosh, uh, communism. I'm not good almost. at math and I don't yeah. use big words. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, they just, <laughs> they just want you to keep, you know, keep you dependent on the government yeah. instead of empowering yourself to, you know, do good for yourself, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I think they want to keep it that way to where you are dependent on the government. And they also, that's the reason why they got away with COVID. Yeah. Because they were made everybody to where they were dependent on the government and they made it to where they were testing the waters to see, I mean, it's been proven that it came from a lab. It's been proven that it was man-made. It's been proven that all this stuff happened that we, uh, conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to call us, thought this entire time. And it all turned out to be true. So yeah. how can it be a conspiracy if it's true? But anyway, uh, it was all manufactured to see if they could, what they could get away with. And what they found out is they can get away with a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they can get a lot uh, away with a lot with uh, controlling people and making them depend on themselves, yeah. depending on the government. And um, and I think that they, with the Agenda 3030 or 2030 or whatever it's called, I think that they are planning to, to do that again Maybe even this election, maybe even, you know, 
at least before 2030 for sure. Yeah. Because their whole agenda is basically to knock down the population to where they can manage it and also incorporate the new world order. Yeah, definitely. I can totally see that. Um, one thing I, I'm not going to lie. I, I've, I bought into the whole COVID thing whenever it happened. I was, you know, I was scared to death for my family, you know, um, especially when, after everything got locked down, I was like, Oh man. Um, I was, you know, I was masking up whenever I went on public and, um, just, just cause my, my daughter has asthma like real bad. It's more than just asthma. Um, but it, it, it's, I wanted to keep her safe for the, that's, that's the main reason. Um, I went to such extremes, you know? Um, but I mean, I just, I feel foolish now just looking back on it, you know? Well, um, I think maybe a lot of people do, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't think there's anything you can do. I mean, you got to think about something new that never happened. Uh, I mean, nothing like that has ever happened Yeah, to me. I mean, especially in our, in our lifetime, uh, you know, maybe if you could count like polio or something, you know, yeah. something back in the day. But, um, I mean, it's a new thing that you, <laughs> in this day and age, you never think would happen, you know? Yeah. So I can understand being completely scared about it at first. I, I'm, I'm not really sure how I felt about it at first. I, I can't really remember, to be honest with you. I know that um, I was very excited to get out of work. <laughs> so when they were wanting to do like the whole two week to, you know, uh, what, they, what, what Trump say, two week to, cure the curve or something like that. Or, yeah. Something, something like that. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I was totally all for like, yeah, let's shut down for two weeks. That means I get to stay home for two weeks. Absolutely. And uh, not only that, my job would, if we contracted COVID somehow, uh, my job would be like, okay, you're out for five days. We, we got to pay you and you got to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I will admit I took full advantage of that. <laughs> and uh, for that entire year, I had COVID like four times. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but anyway, but the thing is, is that I don't understand. I, I don't remember how I felt about it when it first came out. I think I did at first think I was like, man, that's kind of weird. I'm, you know, it's a, it's a new thing that could definitely uh, hurt you or whatever. But then I started thinking about it and, and, and when it came out with all the symptoms and stuff like that, I was just, and started thinking about it. I was, I had asthma when I was younger too. So I mean, a lung, I don't have very good lungs. I used to smoke for like 10 years or something like that. And my doctor told me like, you know, when I was about 25 or 26 years old, you got 81 year old lungs. Yeah. And so basically at that time I put down a cigarette and never picked it up again. Um, but I've never had great lungs. And so that kind of freaked me out when it was a whole lung related thing. But then when I started looking at the symptoms and stuff and I was like, Oh, it's, kind of like a flu. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know. It seemed very, uh, it just, a lot of the stuff they did seem very odd, which I'm sure looking back on it now, everybody thinks it looked, you know, looked kind of odd, but I, I think I remember not really caring as much. I remember going out, you know, going to Lowe's during that two weeks that everybody was shut down except for essential people or whatever. Uh, I remember going to Lowe's and getting stuff and doing projects around the house and stuff. Of course, I live in a pretty rural area. Mm -hmm. um, so being outside and hanging out with my cousins and you know, family and stuff didn't really seem to bother me that much. Uh, during Christmas, I think uh, we all we all got it pretty heavy. And I, I did have it. And once I had it the first time, it didn't really bother me. Like, I mean, I, I had it. I felt pretty bad for a couple of days, and that was it. That was it. 
I'm yeah. back up on my feet and ready to roll in two, three days. So I was like, if I got it and everybody else I know has it and everybody's symptoms were different to me, it's like a common cold. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I mean, I ain't that worried about it, you know? And I know that, you know, it hurt some people and I'm sure some people died because of it, but I, I don't think it was because of it specifically. I think they probably had problems that they didn't know they had. And I think that, um, injecting that freaking shot into people, man, that probably did more damage than the COVID did in my opinion. Yeah. So I got lucky because, um, my daughter's doctor, um, told us specifically, like you have to get injected to protect your daughter. Right. So, um, and I fought it tooth and nail. My wife's like, no, you're going, you're going to get uh, injected because you know, it's your daughter's safety. And, so we all, you know, took the took the shot, but luckily we didn't have any ill effects from it. And yeah. I say by now it's it's run its course and it's out of my system. But um, that was at the so. very very beginning, whenever you yeah. know the, it came out. Um, but I really re- I really wish I didn't take it in the first place, you know. Um, but you know, it's everything kind of like through my mind everything from the the mark of the beast. Oh yeah, to to you know take something that the government has basically came out with in the last two weeks you know, yeah. to, you know, you just really don't know what you're putting in your body, but you got to think about this though, man, look at the stuff we put under our body today. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like aspartame, like that's a killer. Yeah. So much, so much stuff out there is deadly for us and we do it every single day. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't take it. And me and my wife didn't take it. Um, we were even, we had one of our, um, her family members was pregnant at the time that it was happening. And she was, this was her first baby. And she took the shot while she was pregnant. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? You yeah. Know? And, um, and I mean, thankfully it hasn't done anything to her, her or the baby or whatever, but man, I, that, that freaked me out the most is like, cause we were pregnant right after that, like the following year. And uh, everybody, every single doctor was just like, you got to take the shot. Why haven't you taken the shot yet? You know, you got to do this to protect your child and all sorts of stuff. And I was just like, dude, I've been living for a year and a half having COVID and everything. I was like, it just doesn't make any sense to me to take a shot when I know that my body can fight it off. First of all, it's fought it off twice since I, you know, before we got pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's fought it off twice and I'm fine now. So I'm not going to take anything for it. And we never did. And, yeah. Um, it was just, it was weird to me that the government came up with it that quick. And, uh, I know like you had to take it and people had to take it, but man, and it, not only that, like if you're talking about different sides of the spectrum, Trump's people, Trump was all for it. Mm-hmm. Trump was all for taking it. He tried to get people to take it and stuff. But then all of a sudden when he got out of office, Oh no, no, don't take it. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that just lets you show you right there. I mean, it's all about what's going on in that moment. You know, what, what are they trying to push basically? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not one side or the other. I'm down the middle. I lean more toward morally stuff with Republicans, I guess, if you want to call it that, you know? Yeah. But um, I'm more of a constitutionalist. Yeah, yeah. One thing about the, um, everyone's like, oh, you know, if you're a Christian, you have to vote Republican. You know, that's kind of the the thing, like morals. Like, because if, if I had a choice, man, um the whole abortion issue is what gets me, you know, I understand that. Yes. Some things, sometimes bad things happen like, you know, like rape and incest and all this stuff. That's really yeah. bad. 
I understand, you know, if um, there was a choice to get an abortion because of something like that that happened to you, but I still think it's morally wrong. Does that make sense? You know? Yes. Um, I feel the same way. Um, it's like a, it's like a fence, a really hard fence to ride. Yeah. You know that some things that could happen and it would be the best to do an abortion. Yeah. But on the other hand, <laughs> murder's wrong. Yeah. Uh, in the eyes of God and everybody else. So, I mean, who cares about what everybody else thinks? In the eyes of God is wrong, right? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. I, I've always... Here recently, I've, I've moved more towards, like, completely pro-life. Yeah. And the reason for that is because in, in the eyes of God, murder's wrong, no matter what. And every... Every life is precious, and it even says that in the Bible. You know, every life is precious, every uh, child, and all that stuff. So, to me, that makes it okay for me to be completely pro-life. Yeah, that's just the way I look at it. I guess. So the the one thing that um, I mean, so I have three kids that are adopted, and um, they they came from you know not great situations, um, and it would have been very easily for, you know, their mother to abort them yeah. because of the situation they were in. And, you know, I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, not being without these kids if, if you yeah. know, that mom had have taken the easy way out, you know? Yeah. Um, but also there, I heard, I saw, you see the, I watched a video or I read something, can't remember exactly what it was, but um, just imagine if, you know, all the you know millions of babies has been aborted. Imagine if that baby had a chance, and just so happened, you know that could have been the person that had the cure for cancer. That yep. could have been the person to grow up to be, I don't know, just you know an incredible you know knowledgeable person that could benefit humanity. You know, 100%. if they just given a chance. You know, I agree, man. That's why I'm I and all that thinking too has made me. Pro-life. I mean, for sure. My daughter's like crawling around <laughs> the floor next to me. <laughs> She's homesick from school today, guys. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, She's hiding down here. I can't hear you. You can probably see her feet in the video <laughs> kicking around. <laughs> but back to the alien deal. Yeah. With the mall. Yeah. You said y'all talked about that. Yeah, we talked about it. It, it actually, when this... It's going to go out. We're recording this on Monday, so it's it'll go out Tuesday. Of you know, when you're listening to this, it should have already went out. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we talked about it recently, and uh, yeah, it's that's a that's a um, a crazy thing that happened. Yeah. Well, so um, since I don't know what y'all said, what did you say? Um, so we pretty much talked about um, you know, like is it a psyop? Um, was, did it really happen? Um, did it, was it a, you know, kind of cover up for the Epstein list? Um, yeah. is it possibly one. like, is the, is it possible that all the police would show up for, um, for kids fighting in fireworks? I mean, there's, we went through kind of the whole thing of it's what possibilities, how, um, stuff like this happens. Whenever something huge gets released. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just funny how that happens, you know? Yeah. And like you said, I remember you t saying earlier that he was talking about how um, 
you know, a, a cop's presence or the police presence like that for a, a shooting is, um, you know, pretty pot or uh, pretty normal. Um, but what I was saying was what we were talking about, I am not a hundred percent on every, uh, paranormal deal. Yeah. <laughs> like I believe in some things, you know, um, but I don't believe in everything. And I think, man, it's just like when I saw the thing come out, I think the first time I saw it was on Tony's uh, Instagram. Yeah. That's where I saw it, it too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I started seeing it everywhere. And, uh, and in my mind, I was thinking like, man, come on, we're going to make this about aliens. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like that's what's going to happen right now. Um, but, <laughs> but it's not, not surprised me that something like that did spark something to where it was about aliens. I mean, yeah. it, it happens with everything right now. And that's what we got started talking about. Uh, I said 2030, but it's actually Bluebeam. Yeah, Project Bluebeam. So, and I mean, everybody's thinking like it could be possibly that. It could be possibly actual aliens. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of technology out there. And there's a lot of stuff that um, (laughs) definitely could be Bluebeam stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the Project Project Bluebeam, we got into a little bit. I know recently, I think it was in Las Vegas or somewhere, they projected like this face in um in the city or whatever, like it was during a music festival. Yeah. Um, and that that was like that that's the project project blue ring technology right there. And another thing that I think you sent me on Instagram, I think it was you, the moon, the face next to the moon. Oh yeah. That that was crazy. I did I did like a deep dive like on TikTok and Looked at all the different people who posted something like that. It, that is so weird. I don't. Yeah, I don't know weird. what what that could be. You know. I don't know, man. I, I know there's a lot of stuff you can do with movie editing. Yeah. Now, granted or not, that guy. I mean, you could tell that was from like a cell phone. Yeah. I don't think that. I mean, it's possible you could have the capability of doing that. I don't know. There's a lot of filters out there, man, that look like really good. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's very possible. And, um, I mean, there's, there's filters out there that would change you from a, a, a guy to a girl. Yeah. And it looks legit. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the technology to be on Snapchat or to be on Instagram, like it's out there, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, any, it's very hard to take anything seriously right now Yeah, because of technology and because of blue beam and all that stuff. So, but one thing I do remember, I asked Tony one day, I said, um, I was like, man, all the stuff you have on your on your show, I was like, do you believe it all? Or are you just putting it out there just because you want something to put out there? And he was like, if it's on my show, I believe it. And I was like, okay. And this is me speaking. I mean, I'm we're great friends with Tony, right? Like, yeah, we're really yeah. close friends. So this is him really speaking to me as Tony, not as Tony and the podcast guy, right? So, so when he was telling me that, I was like, okay, all right. And uh, and then he goes. Um, I said something like you would think like by now with all the ring cameras and all the stuff we have on people's houses and great security cam footage of stuff. I was like, you would think that you would find a Bigfoot out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. It would would be recorded somewhere. And he was like, let me ask you this. He's like, if I showed you a full on clear 4k video of, (laughs) of, you know, Bigfoot walk around somebody's backyard off a ring camera or something, he was like, would you believe it? I was like, mm, 
probably not. I was yeah. like, I'd probably be like, that's fake. He goes, see? That's yeah. what that's what you would think no matter what. He was like, so regardless whether you whether you see it or not, he's like, you're always gonna if you're skeptical, you're gonna be skeptical regardless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's that's kind of right. Yeah. So I I'm kind of in the Tony camp where I believe a lot more than most people, you know. But also, yeah. man, Tony knows so much that I mean, he didn't even share with us. You know, I've asked him questions yeah. like, I, I can't tell you that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's just like, what, I just want to know what he knows that, you know, <laughs> if when I could it, just know a fraction to... of what he actually knows, like from people that are yeah legit, you know? <laughs> when it comes to like technology-based stuff, like portals could be open and stuff like that, like I, I could totally see that stuff happening. Yeah. And I, I don't think... That we're the only people in this universe. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's just not possible. I mean, it's possible, I guess. Anything but be possible. God can do whatever he wants. I just don't see why he would do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um and going back to history and all the things that we find, like obviously there's stuff that's been here before us. Obviously there's stuff that's you know can be here. Um and I mean obviously stuff with UFO stuff or whatever that's came out with the government and all this stuff. But the problem is with the government coming out about it, how can you trust the government? Yeah, yeah, true. You know? Like if they're pulling it out of their butt, like I don't trust them anyway with yeah. anything. <laughs> so why would I trust them about them saying there's aliens here? Yeah. Man, one thing, you know, you said that, you know, you know, you believe that we're not, you know, the only people, you know, in this vast universe. Um, one thing I go I go back to the Bible. And, you know, like this, this is something that really interests me. Um, and not a lot of people talk about it is, you know, like the fact that, you know, there's, there were, you know, during biblical times, there were sightings of, of Jesus other places. Have you ever heard about that? No. In, in medieval, in like, I guess it's called feudal Japan. Um, there is a town there. That's that has this. I, I I would say more than a legend. Um, and they actually have like a church or something there dedicated to it. But they said that a a man that was um, described as as what Jesus looked like, and he was actually called Jesus, was there. This was like you know way back when, like you know like two thousand years ago or something. Um, yeah. And but he was in Japan, and they described him, and he did miracles and stuff there. And really? um, yeah, it's, it's you can look it up. Uh, just if you type in Jesus in Japan, <laughs> it, it's it's a crazy thing that no one talks about. And I'm like, man, you know, I mean, God can do whatever He wants, you know. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe Jesus did go in like other places and minister to people that you know yeah. we don't know about. Well, I mean, he did send send the disciples out in different directions. Yeah, yeah. And sent them all over the place. So, I mean, who's to say that he didn't go to Japan when they were all gone? Yeah. But it's just, it's, yeah. it's just, that's just one of the weird things that is unexplained. Like, a lot, there's a lot of unexplained stuff about God that we will never know until we get to meet him, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. So, I mean, all these questions we can speculate all day long, but, you know, we'll, we'll never know the truth until. Yeah. The afterlife, you know, <laughs> to really heaven. Only thing I know for sure: don't trust the government. Don't trust the government. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing I can be sure about. 100%. I mean, you know, I mean, if we go back to the Bible, I mean, 
Jesus didn't trust the government either. I mean, and, and they killed him for it. <laughs> yeah. So that goes to show you right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, another thing you were talking about that agenda 2030, um, mm-hmm. you were talking about the decreasing, decreasing pop, uh, decrease population. Um, yep. that's one of the things, do you remember the Georgia Guidestones? Remember they yes. got destroyed um, yes. like a year or so ago. That was like yep. the number one inscription on the Georgia Guidestones was to maintain yep. humanity under 500,000, um, in perpetual. 500,000 was a 5 million. Oh, 500, maybe it's 500 million. This is 500, zero, 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 yeah, 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So that's, yeah. that's one of their, the big goals on, on that. I mean, look at like the questions you have to ask are like, of course, why are those things there? Right. Yeah. Who put, who put them there? You know what I'm saying? Like, and who believes them? Who, who thinks that they should be, you know, fact, um, look at how Bill Gates and all these other people, Bill Gates, especially is buying up all this farmland and buying up, um, farmland that has also been used to make like for instance mcdonald's uh french fries mm-hmm. he's all his potatoes that are grown on his farmland or have been used to make mcdonald's french fries for the last like three years yeah that's weird and it's just like why are you getting into this yeah why, why and not only that he's got that new um that new company that makes uh the vegetables and stuff mm-hmm. either he's making the vegetables or they're or he's putting the uh, liquid on the vegetables that keep them like uh, bug free or something like that. Yeah. They're like this. I mean, you have to speculate like, why is it, why is he getting into this? Why, you know, why is he trying to mess with people's food and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could ask that about any company really, but the conspiracy no, theorist in like me, <laughs> the conspiracy, conspiracy theorist in me, um, would think that maybe he knows something's going to go down and he, he'll control all the, the food, yeah. you know, oh, so yeah. that that's, that's where my mind goes. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, I mean, look at all the, I, I don't know how much it is, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah. He's bought up a lot, of, a lot of farmland and uh, just in the last little bit. Yeah. And I've also heard about um, uh, Zuckerberg Gates and a couple other, other billionaires and stuff. Uh, building bunkers and stuff. Yeah, I've heard that too for years about them like building underground bunkers. Like there's this one that's real famous that um, this was like 10, 15 years ago I heard about where they were like a company was building like underground condos for the ultra wealthy, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it was, um, uh, I'm thinking of Atlas. Atlas is the company that makes the the bomb shelters and stuff. Mm. It might do the condos too. Maybe. But uh, man, that, that's a really cool company. If you if you ever get a chance, they got an Instagram. It's really nice, uh, really cool. They got a lot of uh, really cool bunkers that are like, I mean, upwards of you know two hundred thousand dollars and stuff. But they're they're really nice and yeah. it's actually cool how they can make those things underground. That would be you know that would be cool if you had money to just build your house underground and make it fortified yes. so it's comfortable I to think live that in. Would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, not even have one on top. No, just totally just underground. Totally underground. Yeah. Maybe maybe like a little shack that's the entrance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the uh, the silos that they make, like the missile silos they make into? Yeah, uh, I think that's what I was talking about, the condos. That's They took a missile silo and made it into like a, a condo. Yeah. See, I seen one literally the other day. I was watching Mr. Beast, right? Yeah. And he had one on there. It was like, uh, I stayed 24 hours in an underground bunker or something like that. 
and it showed it was like 15 stories underground and like i think either 10 or 12 of them were like apartments and stuff all, all on the same level mm-hmm. or on different levels and uh it was really cool man like it, i would love to have the money to do that but you know i just you gotta prepare for what you got i guess or prepare with what you got you know yeah yeah but i don't know i mean i feel like i don't know necessarily this year 2024 but um, I know we we sort of talked about this a little bit a while back, but something is definitely coming, and yeah. uh, this is going to change America forever. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like I don't know something's telling me to you know prepare myself, you know, to protect yeah. my family and stuff. You know, well, I mean, you heard saw the uh, the the movie that came out uh, on Netflix, the one that Obama produced or whatever. Oh no, I haven't seen that. What? Okay, so I, th- I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Leave Leave the World Behind or something. Oh, like yeah, that. that I didn't know Obama produced that. Did he really? He's a director on that. Oh, really? Dang, I didn't yep. know that. So apparently back in the day, there was a, a film that came out right before 9-11 that predicted 9-11 and a couple of other big events like that. They were, mm-hmm. they were put out into, uh, I think, um, I want to say, I was talking to Tony about it, and he was telling me that, it was a presidential thing. Like one of the presidents actually put out a documentary or a video or something like that, that predicted either nine 11 or, um, or basically it showed like what was going to happen. And with this one, he was like, man, he was like, I, I could totally see this being a preemptive, Hey, this is what's going to happen. You know, the grid goes down uh, stuff's get attacked and stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's very possible. I've seen recently where, the grid was attacked in Texas by mm-hmm. China. Yeah. I've also seen where um, the water systems and stuff were um, attacked in Texas and in Alaska and a couple other places. By China. Well, that whole, um, is it East Palestine incident where they derailed the train and it affected yes. the water? Um, yes. Yeah. That was happening. Yeah. How weird is that? That was happening all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Literally there for like a, like, like four months straight. It was just happening like every weekend. There yeah. was something happening. There was, there was a, something derailing, something messing with somebody's water, something. Something and was then, happening. Then along that same timeline is whenever that the balloon or whatever the UAP yeah. was flying over America too. So that's that's it's just weird. Yeah, and our government did not shoot it down at all. Which yeah, is really weird until it completely crossed. Yeah, <laughs> it flew over mountains, not even places. I mean, where people lived at and stuff. Into the mountains, they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. They let it go on across, all the way across the United States. Yep. And it just came out recently that that balloon was actually connected to wireless servers in the United States to send information back. Huh. That's crazy. So, you can't tell me that you can trust the government. You just, you cannot make me believe that you could, you could trust the government. Yeah. They'll sell you out in a heartbeat. Yeah. It lines their pockets. They're going to sell it. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, it's all about money, man. It always comes back to money with everything. Absolutely. Greed. Uh, yeah. Hungry. Greed. I mean, even Power. wars and stuff. Wars is a great moneymaker, you know? Yep. Dude, that's another thing, man. So we, uh, so the podcast I do, 76 Tuesday, uh, it, we did it with my, Telling everybody here that knows, so you, I mean, you probably already know this. Um, 
we did it with my co-host that is uh, also my YouTube partner. Um, he was deployed to Iraq twice, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he signed up right after 9-11. And he felt like it was his duty to sign up right after 9-11 to go and fight and all that stuff. And I told him, I was like, man, out of all the, or I asked him one day, I was like, out of all the stuff that's came out now showing that basically, you know, the war that we did was, had a lot to do with oil and uh, power. And we didn't really even go to the place where they said that, you know, was it responsible for 9-11 and all this sort of stuff. I was like, so how, do, how does that make you feel knowing that you went there to, you know, sacrifice your life if, if possible? or if, if had, you know, need be or whatever, uh, for stuff like that. And he was like, I can't remember his, his, um, response. It was on one of our podcasts, but that just got me thinking. I was like, I wonder how these people feel. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother was one of them. My brother, he, he got uh, deployed to Iraq twice or three times. And he, then he got deployed to Poland a, a couple of times, but that was in the later years. Um, I never asked him that question, but I will definitely have to ask him that question now. Yeah, I think their same response would be, you know, it was it just felt like it was his duty to defend his country no matter what. And at the time, you don't know it's about oil. Or, well, I, I don't think. I mean, I didn't think it was like that. I thought it was about defending our country against people that were trying to come in and attack us. Mm-hmm. And I think that the uh, the same thing, the same people would feel the same way today if we had the guys coming up from the southern border. You know, if we had... <laughs> we basically are having a, an invasion now just because it ain't people with, you know, a military and guns and stuff like that doesn't mean it's not an invasion. Mm-hmm. Having people come in illegally that are basically coming in by the millions and it has nothing to do with being um, Mexican or any, or any other kind of race or a nationality or anything like that. It has to do with people being here illegally messing with our economy basically. Yeah. And um, I think if they're of male, you know, ripe age, basically to be in a military and they're coming from all these other countries, how could you not think that they're coming in to, to do something like that? Yeah. And I, I think that the same response would be for our people now, our military now, like I'm defending our country no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. and regardless of whether the powers that be have something to do with it or they don't. That's that's the that's the scary thing. Like they're they're sitting up there not doing anything about it. So what makes you think they're not in control over it? Yeah, yeah. I was talking. Um, we talked a while back um, about the military, and I can't remember what the exact conversation was, but um, I was asking Ty about stuff about because he he was in the military, and I was asking about um, did he get the Iraq and stuff? No, he he didn't. He this was, um, he's pretty he's younger, um. Okay. So he he was right in I think in between the two or like it was after nine eleven, but, bef- I don't know. You you'd have to talk yeah. to him. Um, he's just a little bit younger. So yeah, it was a little yeah, bit later. yeah. Um, but he we were talking about um like the military taking guns, like if the the military was called up to take guns from civilians. Yeah, and I was I I questioned. I was like, would they actually do that? I mean, because I mean, being like in the know and knowing that you're taking guns and you're protecting the country, and you would be suspect of like, 
are we doing this because we're trying to take over? Or, you know, or I can't remember how the conversation went. And Ty was like, man, everything is so compartmentalized in, in the um, army or in, in the military in general. You don't really know what you're doing, what it's for. They'll just say, go here, be there. And, you know, you're supposed to, like, people are going to be lined up and you're going to be taking guns from them. They're not going to, yeah. you know, they're not going to tell you really what's going on. And yeah. um, then I said something about how, um, I was like, do you think they would blindly do that? You know, like people, and he's like, dude, there's people, you know, most military guys are like, you know, they're on the Kool-Aid. They're like, yes, sir. They'll do anything yeah. they're told to do no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. no questions asked or do it, you know? So that's yeah, just, uh, it's, it's crazy for me to think. Cause I, I'm under, I like to think that our military would be like, this is wrong. You know, I'm not doing this. Or I think we said you that like, so. huh? What now? I said, you would think so. Yeah. Or like, you know, like say if they were ordered to fight against civilians for some reason that they would be yeah. like, this is wrong. I'm not going to do this. That's what I like to think, but that's probably not the mindset, you know, that they're under. They're probably like, you know, they're in the military and they just follow orders blindly no matter what, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one because on one hand, you want to be in complete support of somebody that's police, for instance. You want to be in complete support of somebody that's going out there. I'll say most that are going out there. Uh, to protect you and other people from bad people, mm-hmm. right? You want to be supportive of that, and and can't imagine the job that they're doing when their job is to go out there and get shot at almost every night on on a nightly basis in some places, right? Yeah. So you want to be completely supportive of that. On the other hand, uh, back when, uh. It was either Virginia or West Virginia. I can't remember which one. I think it was Virginia. Um, was trying to push a lot of gun control back in, I want to say, was it 18 or 20 or something like that. They were trying to push a lot. And it was whenever whenever uh, Bloomberg actually put a a governor in place in Virginia. He was a Democrat. And so he was trying to push all this stuff, trying to push gun control and stuff. And it was said that, you know, he was coming after blue states. So he was trying to put, you know, Democratic governors and stuff and, and people into, uh, sorry, red states. He was trying to put blue people into red states to try to take over and all this sort of stuff so they, can, so they can pass gun control and stuff. Well, they were trying to do some of that stuff in Virginia. And when people would come to, like, the courthouses and stuff and try to, you know, push back on it and, like, uh, not necessarily protest, but, like, speak their mind about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they were in the courthouses and stuff, there were police officers there that were just like kicking people out and stuff and literally getting physical with them, kicking them out and following orders of what they were supposed to do when it was completely legal for them to be there. They weren't getting rowdy. They weren't getting violent and stuff like that. They were there basically going against what their, their government and their stuff was trying to do in their state. Mm-hmm. And the police were there kicking them out and doing all the stuff that they weren't supposed to do. They mm-hmm. were going against, against their oath. So it was like, it makes you wonder, are they just going to follow orders? Yeah. And if they are, you better be ready for it. Yeah. Not only that, I have to say this too, uh, as a, as a influencer, whatever you want to call it on YouTube that talks about guns and stuff. Um, I've had friends that one, one case in particular, um, this, 
Um, I mean, there's several, but this is one I'm going to talk about in particular. There's one. Uh, there's a YouTuber called CRS Firearms. He, uh, this guy came to him because he had a big platform. He had he had a lot of subscribers and viewers and stuff. Came to him and was like, "Hey, man, I got this idea for this what they call the auto key card." And it was basically this card, like a credit card shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't get into too much detail because I don't know how much detail you can get into about it. But basically, um, it would simulate being able to be punched out and make a an AR into a uh, go all the time thing. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, of course, it didn't do that. And they went to court over it and stuff like that. And the ATF basically put that guy in jail for for one of them, one of the guys, CRS Firearms, just uh, advertising it. Really? He didn't sell one. He didn't. Now, he took money from the guy because the guy said, hey, you know, I'll pay this much, you know, whatever. If we sell a bunch or whatever, I'll pay you this much money. And they sold a bunch. Yeah. Because it was a, it, basically it's a novelty item. Yeah. Okay. And um, And they did sell a bunch. The ATF put that guy in jail. For over seven years, dang! Just just for advertising about mm-hmm. it. So I just want to say right now, guys, I'm not advertising. I do not endorse this card. No, no, me neither. <laughs> I don't endorse it. Either. I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm just telling you the story about what happened. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. I just want to put that out there real quick. It's not available anymore, guys. Don't try to look for it. Uh, but with that happening, like my my point in saying that is, so they put the guy that made him in jail for like 18 years, the guy that advertised him in jail for like six years. In federal prison. And yeah. the, my point is, is like, if they want you, they're going to get you. Yeah. Regardless. So they want to come after you. They're going to come after you. Look at Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. They want you. They're going to get you. You know? And uh, I, I just think that you just, you just can't, can't trust them, man. Nobody. Yeah. That's why you just always got to be prepared. Yeah. Got to be prepared. You know, for, for, for that whole, situ- everything in that kind of situation. Because. That that almost makes me not want to do stuff on YouTube. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's very it's very difficult. It makes it difficult. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, with a family. I mean, I talk. I I don't really go into conspiracies that much. I'm more, you know mostly talk about supernatural stuff. But it does sure. like whenever we get into conversations like this, it does. Yeah. You know, you you think in the back of your mind, what if someone comes rolls who's into listening? my house? You know, who's listening? What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, um, one thing I, I think the same thing all the time, man, you're not yeah, the only one. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, one thing, another thing about, um, please, this part out. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing about, um, police that I wanted to say is, um, I know there's a lot of people that don't understand this, like, especially if you're a white person, um, <laughs> uh, but I mean, there, there is like, total like discrimination um when it comes to your your skin color and uh against against police officers yeah like um i got a story like back this was back in the 90s um one of my friends and i we went to walmart and it was like midnight right um we were both we were you know probably probably 18 at the time yeah so i mean um we're here yeah here in, in knoxville yeah so um, we were, we just went to Walmart, I think, getting snacks or something. I can't remember exactly what we're doing. Nothing, nothing nefarious, you know, 
but we were in the part Walmart parking lot. We were, you know, about to pull out and a cop stops us. And, uh, he gets us out of the car, completely searches the car. Um, and, uh, you know, then he like, you know, takes our driver's license, checks us all out and everything. And then lets us go. And we get back in the car. And my, my buddy turns to me, he's like, Hey, how's it feel to be first time being pulled over for being black? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I did. I, you know, I didn't realize, you know, being white, you don't realize how much that's a thing, you know? I mean, he's yeah. like, yeah, man, I get pulled over all the time. They'll just stop me and just check me out just because I'm black. Really? Especially at night. And now me being a parent of a black child, um, it, I'm, it's so hard because um, I try to instill in her to constantly think about things. And she, she just doesn't understand, you know, um, yeah. why. Because, I mean, she's 11 or she's 12 now. So she is still early and she doesn't realize, you know, that the world is the way it is. Yeah, and like we'll be in stores and stuff, and she'll you know it's pick up innocence about her. Yeah, innocence. See, like she'll pick up something and just you know like hold it in her hand or something. And I'm like, you, you, be Whatever careful. Whatever you do, don't put that in your don't, pocket. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you need to put that down. You you know, don't be touching everything because you know somebody may think you're trying to steal something. And yeah. um, but you know, it's hard to explain to her. Yeah. Um, you know, a 12 year old that you know people may look at you because of color skin and automatically think you're trying to steal something, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, it's sad that we live in a, a world like that, but I mean, it, it's the facts, you know, yeah. that's the way it is. I'm so. honest with you, when I deliver like out really late, um, I, it doesn't matter about skin color or anything to me, but if I see like, we delivered some really sketchy places, man. Yeah. I, I mean, like super sketchy. And, um, <laughs> A lot of them are in Knoxville, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of places. I've been trying to, I've almost been, uh, I've been approached by a hooker before over on uh, Magnolia. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's another story. But what I was saying was, is that I think if you're out at night at like two, three o'clock in the morning, just like walking around in these areas, like you're up to no good, regardless of your skin color. Yeah. And so, like, I'm always on the edge, like, you know, trying to, like, watch and look at people and see what they're doing and see where their hands are and stuff like that. Regardless of who, who or what they look like, I don't care. It could be the whitest person you know. It don't matter to me. If you're out 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you're up to no good, period. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, walking around behind grocery stores. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me you're up to no good. Or, like, I don't know if it's so much now, but back, back you know, when I was, uh, I guess, in high school and right after high school, college. Um, that's, you know, that time of night is when we would go skateboarding. That's the, <laughs> that, you know, too. midnight to, you know, two, three in the morning. That's, that's the time you go skate. Cause you don't really get as harassed as much. And, you know, cause there's not many people out, but yeah. So either you're up to no good or you're skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could say if, if I seen like a group of people just, just skateboarding stuff of that, that would be a different story probably. Yeah. But if I see somebody, a group of like, homeless people and stuff just like walking around with, you know, hoods on and I don't know. They just look sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing, man. The, our homeless population in, in Knoxville is, is really getting out of control. And it's not yeah. the, it's not just like the people who are, you know, down on their luck and, you know, need help because those people, you know, they go to CARM that are Knoxville area rescue ministries yeah. and get help. These are the people that are, you know, um, 
either mentally ill and can't find help or they're, you know, drugged out, you know, that's, um, especially the area I live in, it's, it's getting like a, I know the Knoxville has, um, started cracking down on homeless camps and stuff. So they're, they're pushing to the outskirts now. So there, there's a lot in our area. And, um, whenever I took my kids to ride bikes recently over at a church next to our house, um, I found like hypodermic needles, like laying in the parking lot and stuff. Wow. And, um, I called the police and, you know, they sent a, um, a patrolman out to like pick them up because I was like, you know, I don't want anyone to, you know, get a hold of these. Yeah. And, um, so I, I wait, I didn't, I waited there. It was like an hour before they showed up, but I wanted to wait there and make sure they were picked up and yeah. talk to the officer. And he said that the wood wooded area right behind this church is, you know, it's like pretty bad for like a homeless camp area. Wow. So, um, yeah, it, it's, last thing we want is for it to turn into something like, uh, out in California, man, where it's like on every corner and stuff, you know, on, in California stuff, they pretty much can't do anything about it. Yeah. There. You know, and um, just taking dumps all over the place, and yeah, you know, like that's the last thing you want. Um, but yeah, I've, I've noticed it's gotten uh, pretty pretty heavy in, in Knoxville here lately. Yeah, um, I, I live in Maryville, and I haven't seen a whole lot. I have seen a couple, but I haven't seen a whole lot. And uh, I hope it stays that way. Because, yeah, yeah. But like I said, you know, I mean, if you're down a little, your luck, I, I don't have anything against you. I, I wish you the best. I hope you, you know, find, um, find work mm-hmm. and, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, probably, I don't know. They, they maybe listen to podcasts cause, uh, they, they give away, they give free phones to homeless yeah, people true. now. Um, but yeah, but I mean, if, if you need help, if you're mentally ill, um, I don't, there's no help. I mean, I don't know why our government's like that. They, they won't like help mentally ill people. I do. You do? They want to keep people like that. Man. Yeah, probably. But there's, I mean, we used to have a big facility in Knoxville. The, um, what was it? Uh, North, Didn't they um, have one over there underneath that, uh, on fifth street or something like that. It was like the, the mission and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They had a mission, but I'm talking about like a mental hospital. We used to have one in Knoxville and they, it was over off uh, North Shore. Uh, you're talking about the white one over there next on to uh, Lines Ferry or something like that, Lines View? Maybe it's, it's I know it's off of North Shore and they turned yeah, it into yeah, a yeah, park. Yeah. They like yeah. tore it down and t- turned it into a park. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's no real mental health institutes anymore. They just, um, I think they have like a mental health ward in hospitals, but yeah. there's no place for them. I think maybe. Um, there's one, was it, it's not Pilisipi, it's Pil- something like that. But it's more of like a drug rehab than anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, I know there's one in uh, Alcoa, but it's a, it's also a rehab. Yeah. So. But yeah, there's there's no help for um, people with mental issues. Um, Sad. But yeah, it is. And, you know, people who need help. I mean, it would be good if they could get help because those are the people that, you know, um, could break and potentially be a danger to themselves and other people, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I was in, um, I went, there's a, like a dollar general store right over here close to my house. And I was in there and there's this guy in front of me and, um, he, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, what was wrong with him, but he was like, 
mumbling and saying, I didn't kill that guy. I didn't kill him. I didn't do it. Really? You can't find me. I didn't kill him. And wow. I was just like, uh, <laughs> you <Wow>. know, <laughs> yeah, that was, it was really weird. And I felt <laughs> uncomfortable. I, in fact, I, just, I didn't you just scoot backwards I, out of the store. I actually, I, I think I left <laughs> the store. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I don't want any part of this, but also that same, that same time I saw a lady just fill up a, a shopping cart and just walk out of the store with it. No one oh, even really? stopped her. Yeah. No one stopped her or anything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They can't do that anymore. They can't do anything about it anymore. I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the, the thing here, but in other States, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> I think if you, I think the rule is in, in other States, specifically like California, Illinois and stuff like that. Um, you can still, as long as your theft isn't above $900, they can't do anything about it. Really? And you see all of these posts about like people breaking into like CVSs and stuff like that, like just taking everything or whatever. And, yeah. and or, at and or uh, stores like uh, clothing stores, shoe stores, all that stuff. The rule is, is if you take something and it doesn't equal out to $900 or, or more, they, they, they can't do anything about it. All they have to do is basically file a report and you know get it back on their insurance or whatever because they can't do anything with the police about it. Dang, that's I, why you, I, that's I did why not you're know that. So much of it right now, yeah, it's because they put these laws into place that implemented all this stuff. It's not just like lawlessness, which it is lawlessness. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you think you think about all that stuff and think about what it says about stuff in the end times. Oh yeah, the stuff is going to happen. Lawlessness. Yeah, uh, lawlessness. What do they say? themselves more than they love anything. Yeah. Else. And then like, there's like the right will be wrong and wrong will be right. Like everything will flip, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And that's what exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. So I was actually talking to, um, I've posted things on my Instagram, you know, recently about stuff about, uh, you know, the end times and stuff like that, just because I think it's, it's, it's really near. Mm-hmm. And of course I've heard that my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've heard that your whole life and our parents have and everybody else has too. Uh, but, I think it's more close now than ever. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you it, can see the progression. Be, yeah, it could it could still be a thousand years from now. Yeah, you know, because the day is like a thousand years to God or whatever. But I feel like it's very close. And um, I was, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, with the stuff that's going on, I just I see it's very close. And um, oh, I know what it was. I was talking. To, I was putting stuff on Instagram about you know, the end time stuff, and I had a guy message me on there who was a follower. And he was like, you know, I'm a Christian, uh, but why are you posting stuff about the end times? And I was like, well, I mean, I think that people should know that it's, it's, it's getting close, you know? Yeah. And he was like, well, he was like, I consider that just like fear mongering. Like you're, you're trying to scare people into, uh, being a Christian. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I don't see it like that, but. I, we went on there for a little bit and I kind of got defensive about it. Cause that the stuff that he was saying, uh, of course he, he was a black guy and the stuff that he was saying seemed to me like he was after we got into it a little bit, the stuff he was saying to me seemed like he was tr- trying to say that I was putting stuff out there and kind of being a little racial about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not the case at all. Cause I'm nowhere close to that. Um, and I was like, but after we got off, I didn't want to argue with him about stuff. So I was like, okay, well, I, I'm just going to go or whatever. So I quit talking to him about it. But afterwards, I started thinking about it and stuff. You know, and then his point was like, you know, in the Bible, the reason why I got off and quit talking to him about it is because eventually he said, you know, in the Bible, you know, God talked about, 
uh, you know, loving everybody and, uh, you know, not, I guess, like condemning people and stuff like that, which I'm like, I'm not condemning people. I'm just telling people what's, what's could happen. Yeah. And he said, um, he got on the subject of, well, uh, we, that's, that's why we should not uh, condemn gay people. We mm-hmm. should, you know, just love them and, uh, accept them for who they are and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm done talking to you about this. I don't want to get into this with you. Yeah. So that's why I quit talking about it. But in my mind, I was thinking, uh, it doesn't, I, I think it's, it's, it's on us to put it out there about not only what's happening, but also God's love too. And to, and to show people, uh, basically, how he loves them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that we should. And my, my point to him was like, I think that we should tell people about what's going on on the end of the times uh, because they should be scared that, you know, this could happen. And then all of a sudden you're not here anymore and you're in hell because you didn't accept Christ. Yeah. You know, when this could have scared you into doing that, you know, but the more I thought about it, I was like, he might be right. You know, maybe you shouldn't be scared into doing it just because you don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should be accepting Christ because you want to accept Christ and because you want to follow him and, 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 you know, and stuff. And and so that's where I was like, that's the other thing I was going to bring up too. So basically I, and then after seeing that and thinking about that, what he was saying and everything, I saw this post of this pastor on Instagram and he was basically saying, if you're going to talk to somebody and speak to somebody about how being gay is wrong and stuff and, you know, biblically, and um, he was like, there, there's really no difference in that and you going home and watching porn. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's a sin is a sin regardless of what it is. You should just be taught that sin is wrong. Yeah. And, of course, it, part of those sins are those things, you know. And um, I think it's just you got to put it out there. I, to me, I, I'm kind of like in a crosshairs right now or I'm kind of like in a a, a turning point in my – I guess my time, like on the internet and stuff, it's really weird. Like, um, I really, not, I, I've been a Christian my whole life. Yeah. You know, I was brought up in church, you know, got saved when I was like seven. Um, but in my eyes, I really didn't know what that meant until literally this year. Yeah. And, um, and so to me, I'm, I'm thinking like, because the stuff is going on and the stuff that I see and the stuff that I think is going to happen, I believe on my if I have a platform that I can reach more people to tell them about what's going on, shouldn't I be? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, isn't that the point? So I don't know. I'm, I'm in a, I'm kind of like in a uh, divining moment when it comes to being an influencer or whatever you want to call it. I don't even like yeah. calling it that, but that, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm re- really much in a, I'm in a, I'm very much in a, a, uh, an intersection yeah. in my uh, time of doing what I'm doing on the internet. So I don't know. I don't really know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you got to use your platform like, cause I always try to use a platform whenever I have a chance, you know, I always yeah. put it in there that I'm a Christian and I always say that, you know, I do this because, you know, I, I believe that, you know, the supernatural has stuff to do with, you know, Christianity, essentially, you know, um, if you read the Bible and you don't believe that supernatural things are going on, I, I mean, 
are you even a Christian? Because <laughs> yeah. all throughout the Bible, there's supernatural things. They're, I mean, it talks about spirits. It talks about witches. It talks about people coming back from the dead. It talks about, yeah. I mean, everything, you know? So angels, demons, angels. Yeah. yeah angels, demons, giants. Um, yeah. What, what was it? The, there's one thing in the, this, uh, the talking donkey, a donkey talks. <laughs> I mean, come on. There a bush. And there <laughs> yeah. Fla- bush yeah. The, the bu- talking flaming bush. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, so much stuff that is, you know, I mean, if you don't believe in the supernatural, then, you know, are you even a Christian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard one guy talking that, uh, maybe it was Tony. Um, there was, you know, he, yeah, it was Tony. It was like a recent episode. He was talking about a guy he, he knew he worked with and he was talking to him and he you know, was like, do you believe in aliens or something? And they was like, no, I don't believe in aliens. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in demons. And he's like, are you a Christian? He's like, yeah. Do you believe in angels? Yeah, I believe in angels. And you don't believe in demons? He was like, no, I don't believe in demons. Like, well, how, do you, how do you get to that point where you believe in one but not the other, you know? Well, you know, Tony's been here for what, two years or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Um, and this whole time, like, you know, we both got a lot of stuff going on. Like, I had podcasts. He's got podcasts. I like got YouTube and all that stuff. So getting together is very hard. Um, but I was like, man, I need to come on your show and talk about my paranormal experiences. And he was like, yeah, we need to do that someday. And I've never done it. Really? I didn't so, even know you had paranormal experiences, dude. Yeah. 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 You want me to tell you about it? Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So, uh, this was, see, when I was younger, none of this stuff really did it. I don't think I ever really felt or, or seen anything when I was younger. I, I have felt, uh, times when it was like a very um I don't, I don't know how do you say it like eerie or you just feel like somebody's watching you or something oh, yeah. you know, like I feel like I feel like that's happened a lot and um I always I don't know if this is just like tinnitus or what but I've always been able to tell when like a TV is on in a room or something like you hear that like high buzz or whatever it is yeah yeah and that also happens when other stuff isn't on in the room all the time. And, um, and I've always heard that like, that's somebody, what I've heard here recently is that when you feel that, or when you hear that in your ear, that's somebody trying to talk to you. Really? That's what I've heard. Huh. And like, if, like if you don't have any electronics on anywhere, you yeah. just like walk, you know, down the road and that starts happening in your head. That's, that's what's happening. So it's let me interject right there real quick. So recently, whenever I was at the, um, Elkmont, when I was with exploring with Phil and we were investigating there, yeah. We went into one of the cabins, and as soon as I, like, breached the gap, like, through the doorway into the cabin, it felt like everything was silent except for this, like, loud, staticky in my head. Yeah. So that, I was like, what? I haven't heard this before, so now I'm I'm making connections. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I really think that it's possible. I've heard that my whole life. Not not that. I've, I've, I've felt that in my head my whole life. Yeah. And, um... That has nothing to do with my paranormal experience. That's just my thinking. But anyway, so I didn't really have any ex- experiences up until uh, around 2005. My friend, uh, Alan, I don't know if you know Alan Swank or not. Um, I don't, it sounds name sounds familiar, but I don't know. So he opened up a, a bar and uh, it was it, it was kind of like a jazz. It was a jazz bar is what it was. Mm-hmm. But it was in this old building downtown in Maryville. And a really old building. and. Uh, so we were, 
on that crew, like helping build that place and stuff. Cause at the time, like this is back, it was really crappy timing, but it was around 2006, 2007, 2008, stuff around there. And, um, <laughs> right when the market crashed and everything went to crap, you know, yeah. uh, he eventually lost the business, but, but basically he started doing all that and building this stuff whenever that stuff went down. And so I actually lost a job right before that. And so I was helping him do a bunch of stuff. Anyway, I was there when people weren't there and stuff like that. And, um, I think the the first time I ever remember hearing or seeing anything or feeling anything was I, I went into work that day and like, I was just helping his brother like fix up the place and, you know, build stuff or whatever, you know, to make the place look good and everything. And that was my job. And, mm-hmm. um, I went in there by myself. I was opening up the doors and going in by myself and, uh, before his brother got there and I was, there was like three stories. No, there was, yeah, three stories. There was one that was like really, really low in the basement. It was a really weird because it was like, it was very much a, uh, almost seemed like it was carved out of a, a rock. It was hmm. a, I mean, old building, dude. And this hallway was nothing but, but, but rock. And, um, and then it had like a very deep pit where they put like the grease pit at and stuff or the grease, uh, trap and all that stuff for the, for the food. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was like the bottom floor. And then you come up and you got the second floor and then you got a third floor on top of which where the main floor was. Anyway, I came in on the second floor and I went into the office and I was like sitting there like getting ready for the day or whatever. And you just hear footsteps. And I was like, Oh, Alan must be here or something like that. And of course, you know, you hear footsteps and then you know, he's there. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's weird. Where'd he go? And so I didn't think anything of it, you know, just sit there and do my thing or whatever. And I start hearing him again. Like they're walking right past me. And uh, I was like, what? And I, I, as I hear him go past me, you know, I, I reached my head out the door to look and like see where he's at. Not, not a single soul's out there. Dang. I was like, mm, that's weird. And so didn't think anything of it. Thought it was my mind, whatever. <clears throat> Went throughout the day. Uh, had to go upstairs to take a poop. That's where the bathroom was. Yeah. So <laughs> I was. I went downstairs, turned the radio on, went back upstairs, went to the bathroom, and um, and at this time the bar was open, like they were they were not right then it was open, but it it was open for business is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So people would come in do their orders and stuff in the morning and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I was in the bathroom, not a single soul there. I locked the doors behind me and, um, I'm in there using the bathroom, you know, looking at my phone or whatever I'm doing. And, uh, and the next thing I hear is like somebody just like mumbling, like mumbling, but mumbling very loudly. Mm-hmm. Like they're arguing with somebody, but to me it sounds like mumbling, I guess, cause I have the door shut or whatever. I was like, huh, that's weird. I was like, I don't think anybody's here this time. This is a completely separate day. And it's like, I don't think anybody's here at this time. It was probably like seven, eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. And I was like, it could be uh, Jared. Maybe he's out there doing his like bar order or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, you know, whatever, you know, so I'm sitting there pooping, whatever. And then I was like, it's, it's getting very loud. Like he's yelling at somebody now. And so I go over to the door and I just kind of barely creak it open. See if I could hear what he's saying. Cause I don't know who he's yelling at. And I didn't flush the commode. I just got up and, you know, kind of wiped. Yeah. And didn't flush the commode. Walked over and grabbed the door, cracked it open a little bit so I could hear what he's saying. As soon as I cracked it open, it just completely stopped. Hmm. Dead silent. And I was like, <laughs> so I walked out the door, walked out there. All the lights are still off. Nobody's in the bar. Nobody's out there at all. And I'm just like, dude, that is, what is going on? Yeah. First I'm hearing footsteps. Now I'm hearing somebody yelling. And uh, I was like, ah, so it kind of shook me a little bit. And I didn't want to be in there by myself. Uh, from that point on, I was just like, okay, if I'm, if I'm hearing this kind of stuff, I want somebody to be in here with me to, you know, confirm that this is going on. Mm-hmm. 
So a um, little bit, you know, a couple weeks later go by or whatever. We're having band practice there um, after, oh no, this is the second time. So, sorry, there's another day where, and I think it was in the same week. We, I was there doing the same thing. Um, went up to upstairs to do something. I was, I think I was, I was getting like a tool that we left up there where we were like uh, going through the the ceiling with a, uh, with a, not a saw, but like a concrete burb thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a concrete cutter. But anyway, um, when I walked up there, I heard mumbling and stuff again. And I was like, dude, I know there's somebody's got to be in here. There's got to be Jared or somebody in there. Th- this time it was not coming from the bar area. It was coming from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe, um, I can't remember the guy's name. I was like, uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he was the, like the head chef. And I was like, maybe he's in there doing like a, an order from the morning or whatever. So I hear it and it's going on. And I kind of walk over to the kitchen. The kitchen doors are like the swinging doors that swing back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I walk over to it and I'm just like trying to listen and see if I can hear anything. Of course I get close enough to the door and the door pushes open about six inches and stays for like a second or two and then shuts back by itself. Dang. And I was like, Nope, I'm out. And yeah. so that's at that time, I was like, I'm not going up there by myself. <clears throat> so then after that, this is when we, we had band practice there too. And of course we have like four or five of us in the band and uh, we're sitting there and we were playing and we were talking about how we, we you know, we practiced a couple songs and we we're talking about how we want to go on the road and all sort of stuff. And, um, and in the kitchen, they have, they have this huge radio. They, they always like to play uh, uh, Grateful Dead. They're big Grateful Dead heads in there, mm-hmm. which terrible band i don't know yeah. why anybody would like that band but anyway uh so we we're band practicing playing all that stuff and we we're talking about how going on the road and so we play another song and when we quit playing that song we notice that the radio's on in the kitchen nobody's there but us yeah and so you know me and dustin and a couple other people we walk over there and we walk in the kitchen and uh it was it was on and it was like it wasn't like blaring or anything but it was on and i was like that's weird has anybody been here today has it does it have a timer on or does it have an alarm or anything like that I know of. And so we go over there when, you know, we turn it down, you know, turn it off, whatever, go back out there, uh, play a couple more songs after we quit, it's back on again. Dang. And so we're like, okay, this is definitely weird. Uh, we go out there, go back into the kitchen. This time we unplug it, make sure it's turned down. We go back out and start playing a couple of songs. We were talking about going on the road and stuff again. Cause we're talking about doing a tour and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. A couple more songs. When the song is over, it's blaring now, as loud as it can be. And we were listening to it, and it was Turn the Page by Bob Seger. Dang. Talking about going on the road and, and touring yeah. and stuff. And I was like, man. And it was already unplugged, and it was still going. So, it, it, so point, did you go in there, and it, it was unplugged still, like when you went in there? Yeah. yeah. Dang. Was it playing when you were in there, and it was unplugged? Oh, yeah. Dang, oh, yeah. dude. That's crazy. Yeah. If we had had camera phones back in the day, I wouldn't have recorded it all. Yeah. But That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And there's three people that can confirm, confirm that story. Actually Dang. four, but one's not here anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, <clears throat> yeah. Dang. That's crazy. It was very, 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 uh, weird. And that, that was the only, one of the only times I've ever had anything like that happen to me ever. I mean, that building is the only place. And I, I, so if you go, you know, where um, downtown Maryville, mm-hmm. where that Grace Community Church is or whatever it is, that big church is there on the left-hand side, right beside the newspaper place. Maybe. I'm not that, super familiar with downtown. Bought that building. Okay. And they use it. And so I've often wondered, 
if I, if I could like go in there and be like, Hey man, you know, I used to work here, you know, that kind of thing or whatever. And I wonder if they'd let me go through there and like look and maybe take you and Tony in there or something, you know, at nighttime or something. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I mean, you, you grew up in the Maryville area, right? Yeah. So I mean, the odds are you may know somebody that goes to church there that could hook you up with, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Or if, if not that, I mean, maybe Ty knows somebody because, you know, he was, he grew up in Maryville also and like was a police officer there. So maybe. Well, he I've knows been somebody. here since like 2004. Okay. So, but I would, I could possibly know somebody that I, don't, yeah. I haven't reached out to anybody or anything like that, but I would love to go in there at nighttime and you know, do some little bit of investigating kind of thing. Yeah. I think Ty actually went to Alcoa High School, so I think he he knows a lot of people. If you go, it's where the old uh, News Sentinel built, or was the newspaper used to be from Maryville? I have no idea. I don't know. But whatever the news, newspaper building was, it's like it's literally like across the street from it. Okay, so it's it's like right in downtown. But it would be very cool to go in there. I know that they have since like remodeled the whole place and everything like that. But man, it would be very cool to go in there and see what you could get going on. Yeah. If anything, because it's owned, but it's owned by a church now. Yeah. Maybe they noticed something's going on and maybe they <laughs> tried to do something about it, you know? Yeah. Or maybe I not. Know. I mean, you know, some, you know, denominations don't even believe in the supernaturals. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a very weird situation. Yeah. Like I said, I never had anything done like that to me before, or I never had any, any experiences like that before when I was younger or anything. That was the very first time I've ever had anything like that happen. Yeah. I mean, all of downtown Maryville seems kind of, I mean, it's old. So, I mean, yeah. there's probably more places that have stuff think, like that. Yeah. <coughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. Yeah. I know downtown Knoxville, there's a lot of places like the Bijou yeah. Theater. Um, not the Bijou, the Tennessee Theater. It's yeah. it's really creepy. I did a photo shoot there once for um engagement photo. Um yeah. and the people they they uh either they performed there like did some stage plays or something, or they knew the person that was like the stage manager. I can't remember exactly what it was, but we were there after hours and man, that place is creepy AF. I mean, it's been there since like the 1900s, like early 1900s, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been there a long time. Yeah. And I it's funny because the way I, I mean, if I take my glasses off, but like I kind of look like Jason Halls for a little bit. And I was in there um, and some somebody else was working there um, at the time. And I was wearing contacts at the time. And they thought I was like from Ghost Hunters and I was in <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, are you Jason from Ghost Hunters? It's like, no, sorry. My name is I Jason, am Jason, but I'm not but, from Ghost Hunters. No. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I would love to do some stuff like that though. Yeah. And even even like some of the places that y'all go to and stuff. I've told Tony that too. I've like, I would love to go with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I'll go. He's like, well, yeah, he, he likes really to anything to do with the show and all that. Yeah, he yeah, like he likes to keep yeah. it tight, like the yeah. the crew and stuff. Yeah. Um. Although he did say he would go out I'm with like, me. I got a bunch of guns. I can bring guns for everybody. <laughs> he um he did say a while back that you know he'd go out with me and be on one of my videos. Um, yeah. he doesn't like to do ghost hunting though. He's more into the like the cryptids and you know Bigfoot, yeah. Dogman stuff like that. Right. Um, the only but, thing about that I would be afraid of, I would be afraid bringing something back with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm kind of like weary about doing stuff like that. Although, Tony's man, 
I mean, he's always like 100% headstrong on like, I'm ready for spiritual warfare, that yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, mm, I just don't know if I'm there, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about what happened last time we were there. We actually um, were on another podcast. Um, what's it called? Counter, counter, counter cult podcast last night. We were a guest on there. Um, after we recorded, we went on their show and recorded. Um, but we were talking about Elkmont and something that happened there was really interesting. So we were in one of the cabins, um, it's cabin 13. Um, and okay. it, it, yeah, it has to be cabin 13. Right? <laughs> um, but it, it was, it's, it felt like super heavy. Like whenever I kept getting like cold chills and just when yeah. I wa- was walking up, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, and, uh, Phil, he was, cause both of us are believers. And so Phil was like, you know, I, f- I feel like the Holy Spirit, like in my stomach, you know, like that, that fire, like, and he's like, I just feel like it's, it's protecting us. And, um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I feel like just kept getting cold chills, you know, um, yeah. you know, and a lot of, and I know a lot of people, a lot of, uh, preachers and stuff I've heard. Um, I don't know. There's this one preacher called Perry Stone. He's a um, he's a Church of God preacher from Chattanooga, um, but he always calls like whenever you know he feels the Holy Spirit. He always says he gets ghost bumps. Like instead of goosebumps, he goes, "Oh, I feel the ghost yeah. bumps." You know, and maybe that's that's what was going on. Like the you know the Holy Spirit was like protecting us and stuff when we were in there. Um, Possible. Yeah, but we went back the next night. <laughs> with some other guys. Um, it's a group called Smokey's Unforgotten Spirits. They're like a paranormal investigation team around here. Oh, cool. And we called them because of our experiences there. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll show up because we, we go there all the time. So um, they were kind of investigating with us. And uh, we went in that same cabin, and they told us that they get a lot of activity in there. They have um, this little music box that is motion sensitive, like if something it's close to it. It'll start playing. Right. So we had that set up in a room with, um, a rim pod, which detects, uh, temperature changes. It also has an antenna. If you touch it, it'll like make sound. Um, and also a motion light in there and the motion light went off and the little box started going and, and the rim pod started beeping. So there, <laughs> that, that was, uh, we had three things happen. I mean, if one goes off, yeah, you know, it could be a fluke, but all three going off yeah. that, that was something. And then the other guy, Brooks, one of the the main guys from that group, he, uh, got hit on the arm. Like his arm got real red. He's like, ow. And we went and looked and he's like, had a red mark on his arm and it was, really? yeah, it was, uh, you know, very weird. That stuff right there. Never really, I never thought about it more than it just being like ghost stuff or whatever. And I saw this post the other day and it said that, you know, um, dead, dead people can't contact you. Yeah. So it's not, it's not dead people. It's demons. Yeah. It's what I saw on a, on a post and you know, whether I don't know that's true or not, I don't know, but it, it gave a Bible verse and I, I can't remember what the verse was now, but it said that there was a, there's a Bible verse where it basically says that like dead people can't contact the living. It's basically demons that are doing that. Do you believe that or I don't, no, I, don't I mean, I don't know what I believe what it, I don't know what it is. This, you know, con- trying to contact us. Um, I used to think it was all, all demons, you know, this, you know, once you're dead, you're dead, you're not coming yeah. back, you know? Right. Um, but then that one Bible verse stick sticks out to me. I'm, I'm not going to, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but 
it's essentially, you know, Jesus is walking, walking across the water towards the boat and it's a storm, you know, and the disciples are like, it's a ghost, it's a spirit. And they're like freaked out and they're scared. When Jesus gets there, he never says, don't say that. There's no such things as ghosts. There's no such things as spirits. They're all demons. He would have addressed it. He didn't address it at all. So I don't know. I mean, it seems like he, if it was something not to believe in, or if it was, you know, if they were calling him a demon, he would, he would have, you know, said no, but you know, I I don't know. So I'm still out. I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. (laughs) That's, that's the only thing that, um, that's ever really stuck out to me. And I was like, "Mm, if that is the case, I don't know if I want to mess with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm try I'm looking it up right now to see what that verse was. Okay. Um, I know that there's I'm trying to think. There's, you know, they call about call out different things like sp- spiritual forces, principalities. Um I'm trying to think of there there, you know, they're called different things. I found it. Oh, did you? Cool. What does it say? It says Ecclesiastes nine four ten nine four through ten clearly rejects the notion of communication or interaction between the living and the dead when it states that the dead do not know anything, nor hey nor have they any longer a reward for their memory and is forgotten. Hmm. But um, I'm not a Bible scholar, so I can't really break that down. Yeah, yeah. To me, that doesn't say directly. No, they can't contact you. Yeah. That's kind of like what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it says, I mean, the the breakdown on this says Ecclesiastes clearly, clear, clearly rejects the notion of communication or interaction between the living and the dead. I don't, I don't see that. That, that doesn't mean that to me. Yeah. But you know, it could be just that that is that's big words that I that I you know put together that I have no idea or something. I don't know. I'd have to ask Jerry or somebody to kind of, um you know, decipher that for me, I guess, before I yeah. really know what this is. Yeah, definitely. And I um, think that was the scripture that was in that thing that I saw on, on Instagram. So that's the one they were talking about. Yeah. I know it says um, there's one verse, like I, I'm going to paraphrase again, it's something to the effect of don't contact spirits to like tell the future or something like that. That's the yeah. only one I, I, I can remember. Oh, like talking about like, uh, like trying to find out what the future is. Don't like try to contact yeah. spirits. Like fortune tellers. Fortune tellers stuff. stuff, yeah. Or doing like the tarot cards and all that kind of junk. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, that's something I don't have to look at. Because like I said, that unless somebody can decipher that for me, that doesn't that doesn't mean that to me. It just yeah. means that I mean it clearly says that uh, uh let's see. The dead do not know do not know anything nor have they any longer a reward for their memory is forgotten. So basically to me, that means that they're dead. They're dead. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe that means they can't contact us. I don't know. That's, that's a, something we need to look at. Yeah. Um, and it's weird, you know, they're, they're, you know, the people who have died and came back, um, you know, they talk oh, about like, like in that video, that was that we were. Uh, did I send you that video earlier? I don't know if you sent me that video. May, I, like the videos like you know the videos out there that are on YouTube where the people die and they say they they went to hell and they've came back. Or yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Um, I'm not talking specifically about that video. I, I haven't seen the one you sent. Maybe, 
I need to look up, look it up. But, um, but what I, what I was going to say is there's people that say that, you know, when they're like having near death experience that yes. they're sometimes they'll, you know, stand beside the bed and see their family around them and yes. remember everything that the family is talking about. Um, so that's, that's one thing like, you know, there's the verse that says be to be absent from the body is to be with God, you know? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, so if in that case of, you know, like a near death experience where they're standing there and they're being able to see and hear everything out of body, um, I don't know what, what that could be, you know? Um, maybe, maybe it's like, um, you know how in a dream you can kind of see stuff like that? Yeah. Maybe that's kind of like what it is. I don't know. That's, that's something to think about too, I guess. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Because in dreams, you can see all kinds of stuff. Yeah. In, in dreams, you can almost be like out of body experience and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. When you're in like deep sleep and stuff. I mean, you can, you can clearly see people. You can clearly see people that you know. And maybe even sometimes people that you don't know. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, dreams are a whole, whole nother thing, man. I mean, it, it's, I mean, there's a lot of theories out there. Like when you dream, are you actually, in another place or like, you know, what, what is actually going on with dreams? You know, my yeah. daughter's got a cat. <laughs> no, she's not just a cat. A beauty. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, what dreams are or you mean, you know, cause it's, I mean, some of them feel so real, you know, um, oh, yeah. Every when I when I really deep sleep and I really get into a dream, like it's very it's it's odd how how real it feels. Like yeah, it's, it's you know talking to the people in the dream. You know, I mean, you could be talking to your wife, you could be talking to your family members, people that have passed on, anything like that. Yeah, and it seems it seems like so real, mm-hmm. and uh, and there are sometimes where it's just like it's so fast and everything happens so fast that you you can't even really comprehend what's going on. You can't even remember what happened. Yeah, you're like you're like when you wake up, you're like, man, I remember this dream I had. But then you're like, oh wait, I can't even I can't even remember what happened in it. Like everything moves so quick, you don't even know. Yeah. So it's it's dreams are a whole thing that I don't understand. And I know there's people that devoted their time to it to to know like what stuff means out of a dream and stuff like that. I just uh. That's just a whole other thing. I don't know nothing about. Yeah, the one, the one. There's this one story of a a kid. I can't remember what happened, but he he gets knocked out unconscious for like five minutes or something, and he comes to and he's like very upset because he essentially lived a whole lifetime in another another life in that five minutes. Oh, wow. Like he he has he remembers like. You know, growing up, getting married, having kids, and having grandkids, and then he wakes wow. up and he's like, in a you know, back in his other life, but he has full memory of this uh, other life he That's uh, crazy. other that life he lived. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know where I, um I think I heard that story on, um, the Belief Hole podcast. I think they talked about it, but yeah, that's it's that's a, just a weird thing. That's pretty neat. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, life is, is weird. And like what we said earlier, we'll never know until we're in heaven. What exactly is going on? You know, <laughs> I sent, um, I don't know if you were in that chat or not. It might've been in, I, I, there's so many chats between people at, at church and stuff. 
Um, I have like eight on my phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I think I sent one earlier to a bunch of people and, um, and it was, um, turns out Jerry said that that is the one Jerry's our pastor, by the way, if everybody don't know, um, Jerry was telling me that that video that I sent is the yeah. one they watched this past Wednesday. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. And it was basically about this guy who, um, suffered a massive like aortic failure or something like that. And, uh, he died and he died for like 15 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And in that time he basically went to hell and, uh, but the, the big thing was that, that I took away from it was like, he was able, he was standing outside like the gates, but of heaven or whatever you want to call it. And he pled his case to God about why he should go back. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, if you spent the whole, like, and he was a preacher and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you spend your whole time, your whole life preaching that all you want to do is meet God, basically, Mm -hmm. how would you want to, why would you want to go back? Yeah, definitely. But from what I understand is that in, he wasn't like very pleased with him. And then he was basically like, if you go through these gates, you're going to get judged and you know, there's no coming back from that. So it's either, either you want to go through here and get judged or you want to go back to earth. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I saw where I was going and I was, I was pleading my case of why I should go back and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, it was a very, very cool video. Um, and it, he like saw parts of hell and stuff like that. There's, there's so many of those videos out there where people die and they say they, you know, had a near death experience and they, they go to hell and stuff like that. And, they come back and tell everybody about what they saw and stuff. So, and from what I've seen, man, I've, I've seen so many different versions of that. Yeah. I've seen so many different people say so many different things about it. So I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I don't know if it's like a part of your, maybe that didn't really happen. Maybe it's part of your imagination. Maybe it's part of a dreaming you know, sequence or something because your body, your body does that anyway. Mm-hmm dream all the time. So what, who's to say that when that guy's unconscious because he's dead, technically he's not dreaming. Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Something you'll never know. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> but basically his point was that God was telling him that, um, um, you know, in Matthew, when it talks about, um, you come to me and you say, you know, look at the good deeds I've done in your name. Yeah. And, uh, It'll say, uh, yeah, I never knew you. Yeah. And basically it's telling you that deeds aren't what get you into heaven. It's basically you loving and chasing after God and having a relationship with him. Right. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case and that's, that's basically what this guy was saying to him when he was up there, like pleading his case was that, you know, I've, I've preached, I've I've done this and that and the other, you know, I'm a good person and all this sort of stuff. And God was like, sorry, you know, I never knew you kind of thing. And that's what his point was when he came back. That was what he was trying to tell everybody hmm. is that that's true. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, so that in the Bible. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptical person, man. When it, when it comes to stuff, I'm, I'm very skeptical of a lot of things. So maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gosh, there's, there's so much in the Bible that I realize that I don't know. Yeah. Um, like yesterday at church, whenever um, I'm trying to remember which one it was, I can't remember. You know, he was going through the stuff that you know all the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. There was one that I had never heard before, and I was like, "Wow!" 
but now I can't remember yeah, yeah. which which one it was. There was a couple in there that I was like, "Oh man, yeah, yeah." That's that's gonna be a good uh, that's gonna be a good one, a good uh, what do they call it, good series or whatever. These yeah, it, it's gonna be a real good series. I wish I could think of the one right now because it, it was it was it, it had me awestruck. You know, I was like, "Man, I did yeah. not know that." Gosh, yeah, I, I remember even... there being one that I didn't really know about either. Now I can even remember what think about what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go back and, and watch the yeah I'm, I'm going to have to too uh, alright man I think we're going to wrap it up because we've been we've been at this an hour and 40 minutes it doesn't seem that long, that long does it <laughs> just talking man I know I know yeah it seems long for my daughter I think she's hungry or something I don't know she <laughs> keeps coming in here staring at me go eat some cereal or something <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I want to say thanks for coming on, dude. I really appreciate uh, you coming on and, and chatting with me. And this was a great conversation. Um, is, there, is there anything else you want to say before we get off here? Uh, be prepared for anything that happens. Buy yep. a lot of guns and ammo. <laughs> the, water. Um, water is very underestimated. You need water a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that... Uh, I'm a, what are you doing? I think we can get off no more. <laughs> so one thing that um, I, I'm a big fan of Five Eleven. I think I've told you this, um, but their slogan "Always Be Ready." That's 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 something I've kind of uh, started taking heart to. You know, got to always oh, be yeah. ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, do you want to tell everybody again where they can find you? Uh, we're on YouTube. It's Black Diamond Guns and Gear, and also. Um, on Instagram right now. We have a Facebook page. We don't ever use it. So Instagram <laughs> and uh, YouTube, Black Diamond Guns and Gear. Guys, check out Black Diamond Guns Gear. They're awesome. They have some really, really great videos and great content. Um, Josh has really helped me out when deciding on what firearms to get. And uh, even before I met Josh, I was watching some of his videos and um, helping me decide <laughs> what I should do for um, my next firearm. So but guys, uh, thanks again for checking out AFK Discussions, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Hit me.